Hello, welcome to the RD Energy Stay Current Energy Update. Today is uh, September 24th, 2021, and what we try to do is give an update on the items that is, that's driving the natural gas and electric markets. I always have to kind of repeat the idea that natural gas has been trading uh, on the New York Mercantile Exchange or NYMEX for many, many decades. And uh, since they are the um, number one fuel in the creation of electricity in the U.S., natural gas prices are the key driver of electric prices. Although I don't necessarily agree it needs to be as parallel as it is, um, it, that is the key driver. And so whatever natural gas does is where electric prices go as well. So when I focus a lot on natural gas, that's why. You know, so when I'm talking uh, natural gas is up and down, you can re you know, kind of relate that electric prices are up and down as well. We've seen a lot happen over the past nine months. Uh, after 2020 and COVID hitting and, and hurting the markets and shutting down production, but also reducing demand as well, we saw that the end of 2020, we saw natural gas prices for the year average only $2.07 per MMBTU. But since the end of uh, December, uh, end of the year, end of the December of 2020, we have seen natural gas prices go up and up and up to the point where on September the 15th, this, this past month, uh, we saw natural gas prices actually hit 570 per MMBTU. So they tried to drop in the week after that back down to about 475 per MMBTU. But today, they're trading back up. They're trading about 510 per MMBTU. So that's a pretty dramatic increase. 2077 at the end of the year of 2020 to 510 today. So what is causing this to happen? Is this a fluke or is it something more? And it really is something more. We do have the natural gas demand and supply uh, slightly out of balance to where uh, there's more demand globally and domestically as there is natural gas production. We came out of the winter of 2021 with a little storage deficit, uh, about a 300 BCF storage deficit based on the previous year. And over the course of the summer, that actually 300 BCF deficit, storage deficit, has actually ha grown to about 600 BCF of a def deficit. So we, we do believe that by the end of October, which is the end of the injection season as we prepare for the winter of 21-22, we do believe that that um, storage deficit will uh, go down to closer to 500 BCF, maybe slightly below 500, but around 500 BCF. We're, we're, uh, we, we think we'll see a little higher uh, storage numbers uh, in October, especially now that the the uh, cooling season is primarily over in the U.S. and we, the heating season really hasn't begun yet. So we should have a little extra gas to put into storage and to uh, cut the storage deficit down. 
But the bigger, uh, even as big an issue is that natural gas production uh, when COVID-19 hit, uh, natural gas and oil production pretty much ceased. They, uh, and then since the end of the year, um, the producers of natural gas and oil have decided to work on their balance sheets more. They want to strengthen their balance sheets and uh, be able to pay dividends rather than invest so heavily in new drilling. The uh, finding investors that, that want to uh, invest in a product like natural gas and oil that has so many booms and busts that, uh, that I think the investors want to invest in something that's more stable, maybe more renewables, stuff like that, but rather than something that can go right, great for a long time. And then, you know, like what happened in 2020, the price of oil and natural gas just dropped, you know, amazingly. So uh, we've seen uh, these producers, instead of drilling new wells, they've actually taken what they call their drill but uncompleted wells, and they normally have thousands of those where they've drilled and haven't completed them yet. They're taking a lot less dollars to go ahead and complete those wells rather than drill new wells. And the issue with that is that, uh, you know, as that inventory of drilled but uncompleted wells goes down um, with no new production, eventually that will catch up with us and uh you know we'll now have been in a situation where demand continues to rise but there's not really a lot of natural gas to support it which again would be bullish uh for prices to go up for natural gas and therefore electric the other major thing that is causing uh natural gas to go up is the lng exports that's going over to europe and asia when you think of LNG, you think you know it's liquefied natural gas. So gas that we're producing, natural gas that we're producing here in the U.S. is being liquefied, put on tankers, and heading over to Europe and Asia to fulfill their demand. And right now, it's as high as our gas price, natural gas prices are here at around five ten per mmbtu. Natural gas is trading in Europe and Asia at $25 per MMBTU. So the U.S. producers are definitely going to ship every drop of natural gas they can over to Europe and Asia so that they can reap the benefit of that $25 per MMBTU gas. So the gas over there is trading about five times higher than what the gas is trading for here. So it makes logical sense. They're going to uh, ship it over there. But you can see that when we have a uh, robust demand, manufacturing demand is back up. Um, most, most segments of the domestic markets are using natural gas again. And we did have it, you know, hot summer. So a lot of natural gas was consumed in the creation of electricity. So when you have a robust demand, and on top of that, you have a robust LNG shipments to, um, to Europe and Asia, you better have a very robust natural gas production in the U.S. to handle all that demand domestically and globally and put into storage for the next winter. 
while we just really haven't had enough natural gas production to handle all three. Thus, that's one big reason why natural gas prices has risen, especially over the past you know, 30 to 60 days. We've seen natural gas prices really uh, escalate. So if all that natural gas wasn't going to Europe and Asia, we'd have ample supplies in the U.S. and natural gas prices would probably be $2 lower. But that's not the case. LNG actually has a new plant getting ready to come on in the next few weeks so that we're already breaking uh, records on how much LNG we are shipping to Europe and Asia. And when the new plant comes on that will ship even more, we will break new records uh, to uh, shipping LNG over to the um, um, Europe and Asia. So the question then becomes critically important is how cold does it get this winter in the U.S.? especially in the Midwest and Northeast, the very high-consuming areas of natural gas when it comes to wintertime usage. If we have an early winter, then natural gas prices will probably escalate even more. And, you, you know, you have to wonder how much is the Europe and Asia prices, the $25 that producers are getting, how much of that is taking away from the the U.S., you know, quantities that's available and that's pushing prices up. And how high could those prices go? I, I see that, you know, uh, since natural gas prices on, on September 15th hit 570, it's very easily possible that natural gas prices could hit $6 per MMBTU if we have an early winter. There are there are models, the European model and a few other models that's already looking and forecasting a, uh, a stratospheric warming event, which means that that's likely to, to disfigure the polar vortex, which then would push uh, natural uh, push the uh, colder weather down into the U.S. again, primarily the Midwest and Northeast. So if they forecasting that to be something happening in mid-November, we could see we could see an actual a polar vortex event, maybe not as severe as the one that was uh, last February, but it would be an early start to winter in the U.S. And something like that would be a very strong catalyst for natural gas prices to really tick up pretty strongly. So as we look at things, um, it, it, everything's very bullish. The, uh, the big factor now will be how warm or cold will the winter be. And when we get to the end of winter, of the 21-22 winter, what will the storage deficit look like? Will it be five or 600 BCF and everything is fine? Or will that storage deficit be even larger than where it was at the beginning of winter or where it ended last winter. If we end up coming out of winter with a 1,000 or 1,200 BCF of deficit, that's going to be another very strong bullish uh, factor for prices, pushing prices up even more. So we could be on the leading edge of natural gas prices that we haven't seen in the U.S., 
for many, many, many years. Now, everything could change with a warm winter, but right now we're not seeing any forecasts for that. So I think customers need to be prepared. They need to be locked up. They need to have fixed rates uh, for a matter of uh, years, actually. Uh, they need to not be buying variable pricing. You don't want to be caught, uh, you know, this winter buying variable priced natural gas or electric. You do not want to be caught doing that. So the time is now to be looking at prices. And a lot of customers are kind of paralyzed into, if I haven't done anything now, I want to wait. I want to wait till that market really falls and then I'll buy. Well, we don't know that it's going to do that. And so, you, you know, you need someone um, to help advise you, help uh, educate you, help inform you um, about the different ways to, to, to lock in your gas and electric. Yes, um, it's a dangerous time, but we know if prices went up, what if, okay, the prices are bad today, but what if they went up another 20% or 30%? that would affect your budgets even more. So we need to talk about what is happening, how can you, and what options are out there for you. And there are options. You can lock in something shorter term. You can lock in something longer term. You can do some dollar cost averaging buying. You can buy some on peak and not buy off peak. There's different options available uh, for you to try to protect your budgets. And that's today, that's kind of what you need to do. And whether your contract is up, your supply contracts of natural gas, electric, if they're up in a few months, you have to take action or get something bought. If your contract's up six months to a year to year and a half, it's still a good time to be looking at pricing and maybe buying at least something forward. Uh, if you looked at the big companies, uh, the, the biggest buyers out there, uh, the big manufacturers like Procter & Gamble and uh, you know the big ones, you, you would know that they are buying in pieces and they're extending their pricing on out into the future. They're not doing a, hey, I'm going to buy everything today and, and be done for two years. You know, they actually do dollar cost averaging quite a bit. So those options are still available as, as well for you. Now we know a lot of customers like to, to say, when my contract is up, I'll buy at that point in time. But that's not that really always a good idea. What if you're buying at the market high when you could have bought two months earlier at a much lower rate? Or what if you wanted to buy something now and then hold maybe your contracts up in May? What if you bought something now and then bought the other part in the spring. Something, you know, but that way, if the market goes up, you're protected. If the market goes down, you can buy more later and help wake hog your price. So there's options out there. RD Energy, that's what we do. Uh, we are an energy broker. We take pride in our knowledge, our expertise, and all the stuff that we have worked at so hard. Um, to use the 40 years that I've been in the business and, and, and I've been in the natural gas world, I've been in the electric world, I've been in the trading world, and um, 
we take all that information we have and the data tracking and the market trends. And if you look and say, hey, what makes RD Energy unique? That is what makes us unique. We know the data, we track the data, and we communicate the data to our customers so they are making the best buying decisions based on the best data and knowledge and not trying to make a purchase at a point in time, but at, at a great time or at a better time um, based on the data and the market trends. So um, this is our first um, podcast and, uh, you know, giving us information. We will peri- do a periodically uh, do an update to provide more data because we are in a very volatile industry. It's a very fast changing industry and prices can go up 25 to 50 cents in a day or two. It's, it's happening that fast and the volatility is only seems to be increasing as we move toward winter. So we'll keep tracking the data. We'll keep looking for new forecasts and we'll look at new production levels and new um, you know, demand and, and keep reporting that out. So we hope you'll check back to our podcast and look for the next edition. And uh, we look forward to meeting with you and talking with you. And if you have any questions, that's what our team is for. And so we look forward to hearing from you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. But in the meantime, have a great day. And we will be talking to you at our next update. Thank you.